Welcome to That Fangirl Life, the online platform that champions female fans. I'm your host and founder, Laurel, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by previous season one guest, Emma Cantrell-Miller, to chat all things fangirl. Listen as we discuss about Paramore, the band Emma was first a fangirl of, how wearing your merch out has made us friends in real life, as well as Emma's experience of finally getting to attend Harry Styles' Love on Tour last year. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of That Van Girl Life. This week I am joined by season one guest, Emma Cantrell-Miller. Hi Emma. Hello, hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, for anyone who hasn't listened to that episode, first of all, do you want to give a little intro of who you are? If they haven't listened to that episode, you now need to go back and listen to that episode. Yes, you do. This one. <laughs> well, my name is obviously Emma. Well, Emma Miller legally, but on Instagram, I'm Emma Cantrell Miller. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, just living a normal life. I have a normal job and I'm just a, a big fangirl going to school for writing and living my best life yeah that's that's really it as always I know I've asked you this before um and I think it's going to be interesting to see whether or not your thoughts on this has changed as such because yes. I feel like you personally probably have grown a lot in a year and a half that we've yes. spoke. um what does the word fangirl mean to you honestly the first word that comes to mind when I hear fangirl would be passionate but it's like I mean, passionate is the first word, loyal, devoted, like we're just the best thing in the entire world. That's just it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fangirls, like we have, there's safety surrounding fangirls and there's just like a family, I guess. So I would, I would just, there's a lot of words that come to mind, but passionate is like the number one. I feel like it's since even we last spoke, it's become more prevalent how passionate people are yep. in regards to it um, and how the whole fangirl, don't want to say like culture, but community has now spread out and more people are more open 100%. about speaking about it. We didn't really touch on this last time, but I thought it would be a bit more interesting to get in to know a bit more about you because obviously last time you were very much, not pigeonholed, but Harry Styles, you were known mostly for that on yes. social media um, platforms. And obviously now you're a bit more spread out across yes. different things, what you like to talk about. So tell us a little bit about your like music slash fangirl heritage. Who are your, some of your favourite artists growing up? Um. Okay, so the first memory I have of being a fangirl, and this makes people laugh every time I talk about it, but like I remember when I first like ever obsessed over anything I was a twilight girl like when I tell you the moment those movies came out Robert Pattinson was the love of my life he still is I love him but I was a twi hard like super hardcore obsessed with twilight to the point where I would literally put glitter on my body and go to school and be like I'm literally a vampire nobody can talk to me so that was the first thing I ever remember like be like being a fan of and then a few years later One Direction kind of took over of course but like I I still like I still obviously love 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 Twilight but that was really like the first fandom that I became a part of and through Twilight I actually found um the band Paramore which a lot of people know about Paramore but Haley Williams, her red hair back then, that became my first band obsession. And I'm still obsessed with Paramore. I love them. I see them every time they've come to where I live. That, yeah, I, I literally begged my parents. I begged them to go see Paramore. That was the first concert I ever was like, I want to go there. That's the show I want to see. And they took me. So I got to see Paramore for my first concert. I was super young, but yeah, that was like the first memory I have of being a fangirl and it never stopped. So what was it, you've mentioned about Paramore, what was it about them that you realized, hold on one second, I am like a proper fangirl for? Right. I mean, I don't know what it was about them. Like I, obviously Hayley Williams herself, like that was really just my introduction into because like I grew up with my like my parents were very like they I wouldn't say they were like fangirls but like 
my mom loved music. My dad loved music. They always constantly like we they would have like Disney stuff around the house and like wear like band t-shirts all the time. Like my dad, his wardrobe is band t-shirts. You know what I mean? Like, so I grew up around that kind of, I guess like not culture, but like, you know what I mean? Like that was just like what I grew up around is like people embracing the fact that they love bands and music and whatever. So I guess that was like my introduction into the world of music and like something different than like Disney channel or whatever I was listening to then. Cause it was like, she had this bright red hair when I first became a fan and she was releasing all of this music that obviously I had no relation to. I was very, I was a child basically. So obviously like I can't relate that to my real life, but I just loved it so much. And I bought every t-shirt I saw at Hot Topic. I was like, I I need it. So like I would get t-shirts for Christmas and my birthday. And like, I don't, it was like a personality trait. And I just loved that. I could be like, yeah, I went to that concert. Like I loved the way that it felt being able to be like, I'm so cool. I'm a fangirl. Like, I don't know. It was just like this feeling I got. And that was, that was the start of it, obviously. And the way that I loved how that felt, I needed more of it. And that is why it continued, I think. Did you ever feel like when you were at school that you were judged for being a fangirl by other people? I think honestly, like younger, when we were all younger and like when One Direction became like started becoming a thing and stuff like that, I was pretty young when One Direction got formed. I know we talked about this last time we Mm -hmm. were on the phone. I was literally like a fifth grader, I think, when One Direction became One Direction. Yeah. I was very young and everyone then was quote unquote hysterical and like obnoxious and like cried over that kind of stuff. So like it wasn't, obviously like people thought it was like funny and stupid and whatever, but like everyone kind of did it at that point. It was more so the years later, whenever everyone quote unquote grew out of their phases that like, I never did. So like, I I, I don't think that girls like females in general were as judgmental. They were always more understanding in my opinion, opinion of like that in that sense. But I always did feel like I had to kind of hide a sort of bit of that. Like I didn't want people knowing that I was out reading fan fiction and like doing that just because I didn't want people to say anything. I, I, it's not even that people ever did. I just, I didn't want them to, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. It's almost like you had to tone it down. As yes. Yes. Like, I always did. To make it a bit more. Um, cool. Yeah. And more acceptable in like society right. standards. So you yeah, weren't like, seen as like, like the pictures that you, we see when they show pictures of like fangirls like, like crying and crying and like, yep. all of that I feel like personally that only now my friends now start to get it as such yep. and they're all a bit like do you know what do what you do carry on like at the end of the day it's not like a hobby as such technically it's a, it's a hobby I mean technically it's a hobby being a fangirl but also at the same time like it's like a lifestyle weirdly (laughs) enough it really is (laughs) I feel like too like like in my life now for example I do think it's a lot more acceptable being a fangirl I mean like I don't think it was ever like quote-unquote not acceptable like we weren't like you know like shamed I guess if that makes sense fully but like obviously people were kind of like oh that's uh, you have like a shrine of Harry Styles in your room that's a little weird it's fine like used to be but like nowadays like for example my coworkers. Most of my actual friends that I hang out with in real life, I'm lucky enough to say most every person that I am friends with is a Harry Styles stan. Um, Like my best friends all are. There's like one person that wouldn't be considered a stan, but she knows everything about him and she keeps up with him because she knows I love him. So like, it's just like, that's really refreshing. But like when I go into work, for example, everyone knows me as like the Harry Styles person and they don't think it's a weird thing. Like they don't judge me for it, but they definitely know me as that person and like they'll be like is your car the one out there that has the I love one direction sticker on it and I'm like yeah and they're like yeah I figured cool good good for you and I'm like yeah it's great like that's just like just Um, how it is yeah we get this question a lot like I do personally as well as like on the platforms Instagram as well as like people when they send in our contact form on our website they send in how especially like if they're like in their teens as such how do you personally deal with like criticism and judgment that you get in terms of being 
get fangirl as such and like going like having a shrine of Harry Styles and like putting up stuff to do with them in your house or right. wearing them like merch outside the house because I feel like there's also now been a crossover where it's now cool and fine to wear your merch outside the house whereas before you would not someone today said to me oh my god I love your Harry Styles live on tour t-shirt and I was like I wore that as a pajama top for like at least the first year that I got it because I was like I'm not wearing this outside the house like at all right and now I'm like yeah this looks I wear cool. it every day right yeah I'm like this looks cool I'm wearing this like with like to go out to go to work and don't I don't think anything of it but how right. do you deal with that yourself honestly I guess like first of all I think it confuses people a lot when you don't get defensive about things so like when you just answer things like like genuinely when people are like oh yeah I don't like Harry Styles why, why like why do you like him I'm like oh because I this that and the other and they're like oh, okay like they expect me to get all emotional and like upset about it and I just mm-hmm. tell them answer things straight like oh like why do you listen to One Direction isn't that something that kids kids listen to like isn't that for like younger people or aren't they broken up I'll be like yeah they are but I like them and they're like oh, okay like it kind of throws people off when you just answer things straight off and like are actually honest about it but I've kind of come to the realization too that like if someone is judging you for something that does not harm a thing because being a fangirl doesn't harm anybody Mm -hmm. no matter how many shows I saw for Harry Styles no matter how I dress no matter what I wear no matter what I do that is not harming anybody it is not doing anything the money I spend is literally harming only my bank account it's not touching anybody else's So if somebody is judging that, then that's a them problem and not a me problem. And I've realized that so, so easily. And like, though, it's kind of hard sometimes to deal with other, like knowing other people might kind of be like, oh, that's a little weird. I kind of just, it's, it's like Harry said, if you're doing what makes you happy, then nobody can tell you you're not successful Yeah, because that's the truth of it. Like we have built a community of so much good and obviously there's certain bad things and whatever about being a fangirl but like we have built so much good in this community and so many other fangirl communities that like you kind of just have to look at that and be like does it really matter if my uncle Steve is judging me for liking Harry Styles does it really matter in the long scheme of things and the thing about like wearing merch and stuff like that too I I guess like I never really I never really went through that, but that was also because, like, I always had this weird complex in my head that it made me cool to wear to wear my fan merch in public. Like, even if someone thought it was stupid, like, I always thought I was so cool, no matter what, because I would always try to style it. And, like, to have because then that's you just literally don't, you don't care. Like, like, I have a, I know, I and I knew I was making it up in my head. Like, I knew it was a complex. Like, I knew that not everyone literally was staring at me thinking, wow, that girl is so cool for wearing her live on tour shirt. But I thought I was. I wore a One Direction shirt. I would wear my old, old on the road again One Direction shirt like years ago in public and think, like, wearing a One Direction shirt. I'm cool and no one can tell me different. Like, so just fake it till you make it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's just so funny like especially now like when I when I go places and if I've got something on and someone else sees me and especially I've had it before like when I've gone to like um the shopping center near me and I've been like walking around like one of the shops and I've seen like a girl with like her mum and her mum and she's like grabbed her mum's arm and she's like I'm just like my tote bag like hi yep every single time and I can tell you I can promise you this you can ask anybody I'm friends with I don't care where they are in the room somebody walks in wearing Harry Styles merch I will say I love your shirt I love your bag does not matter what they're wearing doesn't matter if they are if it is quiet I don't care I will always I will always I've seen people wearing pleasing stuff before and I'm like literally I was at work and somebody was wearing it. And I was like, I love your sweatshirt. And then I showed them my phone case. And they're like, I love your styles. And I was like, me too. I was like, literally me too. I feel like with the pleasing stuff as well, it's like a little bit more like undercover. Yeah. Whenever like. You with see the cardigan like, too. Literally. Yes. That's my favorite thing to wear in public. Because I have the, the Today Show cardigan. 
that my friend made me and I will wear it. And the amount of people, because sometimes I never know, because like I'll have like random people be like, like your cardigan. I'm like, thanks. Are you complimenting it because you like Harry Styles or are you complimenting it because it's cool? I don't know. But either way, thank you. Like, <laughs> I saw, where, when was it? I saw like a girl was coming out of one of the like tube stations here and she had it on. Mm-hmm. And I was with one of my friends that I met at the one night only show and both right. of us looked at each other and then looked at the girl and like she was like gone. And we were just like, dang it. That was like a full like. <laughs> That was like a Spider-Man moment, like all three of us. Being I like, have literally Ooh. met friends because of Harry Styles merch. There was one girl in front of me in the Starbucks drive-thru. She had, um, it was like on the back of her license plate, like one of those license plate holders. And it said, treat people with kindness and had his butterfly on it. And I literally rolled my window down and like I pointed at her thing. And I was like, whatever. And she rolled her window down and she saw my little Harry Styles air freshener. Cause I have the, his face as an air freshener. She saw it. And we literally pulled over outside of the drive-thru and became friends. Did you ever think as you got older that you would grow out of being a fangirl face, especially now that obviously bef- last time we spoke, you were planning your wedding. Now you right. are married. Yes. So did you ever think like when I get married, I know it's a weird thing to say, but when I get married, I'm a proper adult now. Maybe this right. will fall down. See, I think that, see, that's one, I will, I'll talk on both of those things. So when I became a fangirl, I like, I don't know, just like, I didn't really, it wasn't like I kind of was like, I'm starting to be a fangirl. Like I kind of just was just obsessive and happy and doing what I was doing. And I never really like knew where it was going to go kind of thing. Like when I became fans of things, like, I guess it was more so like it stemmed from the aspect of like I was always waiting to see what was next and like that kind of got me excited and it made me happy and I always had something to look forward to and that was a good feeling. So after like a few years of me liking things I was like yeah I'm never really going to grow out of this am I like this is not really going to be a thing that I'm just going to get over because everyone always told me I was so I kind of I guess when you're constantly being told, yeah, you'll get over it. Like, yeah, it's just a phase, whatever. You're kind of, I mean, you're going to start to believe it kind of. You'd be like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll probably, I'll probably get over it. And then you never do. And you're like, okay, well, I guess it's not a phase um, because here I am 12 (laughs) years later, still loving most, like I follow most every One Direction boy, like what they do. Like I saw Louie the other day. I literally went and saw Harry however many times I saw Harry. Like, you know what I mean? And that's, that's like a big deal. But like the aspect of, I guess like going into relationships and stuff like that, everyone kind of already knew who I was as a fangirl always. Like they knew that I was obsessive over all this stuff. So when I met my now husband at the time, boyfriend, Levi, he the first, and I tell people this all the time. um, So he is like the biggest fanboy in the world. And I didn't really know it when I first met him, but like when I did meet him, the first thing he got me was One Direction's four on vinyl. Like he knew from the start that I was a fangirl. He knew that I loved One Direction. He knew that I was obsessed with Harry Styles. Like this was something that he knew going into our relationship that like he knew Harry was there before he was like, he knew that. So I guess because I was in 2016. So that was like right after One Direction kind of Mm -hmm. went on their hiatus because yeah so like I was still very fresh in One Direction world and living that life so like I I don't know I think there's just like the stigma that like in a relationship it's weird to be a fangirl but I think there's also the aspect of like I'm not sitting here looking at I mean obviously Harry Styles is attractive like I look at Harry Styles and think like wow he's a very attractive man I think it'd be stupid if I didn't but like I don't look at Harry Styles and be like I want to marry him I look at Harry Styles with the level of respect and love and like he's an amazing person and I love what he does and he inspires me and he makes me happy and I love his music and that's why I'm a fan of him. It's not because I'm like, we're getting married. I love him. And people think that people think I I just love Harry Styles because I'm attracted to him. That's literally not it. And Levi knows that. So like he doesn't look at, at me loving Harry Styles and get like jealous of it. And if your significant other is getting jealous of a celebrity that you will never in your life be with, then that's a problem. That is a red flag in my opinion. And that's what I, I, I need everyone that is listening to this to hear that. Like you might not ever have a significant other that like loves the things that you love, 
But if they don't respect them, then they are not your person because that's just the truth of it. Like Levi fully respects it. Levi has literally sat there and wiped my tears when I've realized like One Direction is not going on tour for Made in the AM. Like he is sit there, like he will, he will sit there through it. And it's because he understands it to a certain degree. I am literally sitting here in my living room and I have Funko Pops of Marvel figures and SpongeBob and like Star Wars magazines in my living room right now. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. not just me. I met my match. Like I met my perfect human. So that's why like marrying him, I wouldn't have married him if I hadn't. End of story. Yeah. And that's what people don't get. Like whenever I make videos about Harry Styles, like I wonder what your husband thinks. I'm like, he probably already liked this video. Well, what that's is, why is a problem. Like, I wanted to kind of like touch on that because obviously right. people think when you're like settled down relationship married that that's it like it cuts off that's it extend you can't do that anymore you can't right. be it's not the case. it shouldn't be the case people think it is and it should never be and that is like something I stress to everybody to the point like I so at this record store near us they, they have these like weird like like weird size posters basically and I found one of Harry Styles and I bought it Literally in behind our mirror, there's that picture of Harry Styles from the fine line photo shoot. And right diagonal to it is a picture of Niall Horan that Levi has purchased to match that one, to go right underneath it because he loves Niall Horan. Like it is literally, you will always find your person. And if you don't, then they're not your person. Like end of story. When we did last speak, we were both still waiting for our rescheduled. Yes, we were. I still had to wait. Still. Yes, you did. You're still, still somewhat did, waiting. Still did not get them and I had to rebuy tickets, but it's fine. Yeah. Um, but you did get to go. I'm saying that like I didn't go myself last year anyway, right. but you went last year. Um I did. For your first time to see him live. Um, I did. Did the experience hold on? How many t- how many tickets did you have first of all when we last spoke? Was it just one or two? When no, when we last spoke, I had purchased. So I was going to, um, like when I when Love on Tour tickets, all my tickets I purchased right from the start, like right when they went on sale. Because a lot of people bought a bunch of resale tickets and didn't realize how cheap tickets were when they weren't mm-hmm. resale. Um, people didn't realize that. So um, I bought all my tickets when they were not on resale and they were went on sale on Ticketmaster. So. I was supposed to go to, I think, eight shows, I want to say, eight or nine. And I only, I say only, I I did only go to around five of them. Did it live up to the experience that you so thought it would be? So on my Instagram, I did post something. And this is kind of like similar to that if you've, if you've like read my Instagram post. But going into it, I was kind of like, well, I mean, because like I, the only time I'd ever seen Harry was in One Direction back in um, 2011 or 2012, I think. So that was a long, long time ago. And going into it, it was kind of hard for me to even wrap my head around the fact that I was actually going to see him. And also I'd never been like lane one VIP before. And I was lane one for three of my five shows that I did go to. So going into that first show, I was, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't realize how close I would be to the stage. I didn't realize how close I would be to him. I didn't realize how the love band would be. I didn't, I didn't know anything. But like part of me was kind of hoping that it wouldn't live up to my expectations. I know that's like weird, but like I was I was just hoping that it wouldn't be what I wanted it to be so that I could just move on. If that makes sense. Like, I know that sounds bad, but like I just wanted to move on like and get over it. You know what I mean? Like because it was something I'd waited for yeah. for two years of my life. Technically, if you really think about it, like nine years of my life, because I waited since One Direction to see him because I couldn't afford tickets whenever he came the first time. So like I was hoping it wouldn't be what it was. But of course, at the end of everything, it was literally it was more than what I could have ever imagined it to be. It was the best month of my like one of the best months of my life ever. Um, There's really hardly words to even explain the experience I had. (laughs) I just I love hearing about everybody's love on tour experience. It's just every because everyone's is so different, but it was so for I have never heard a bad story. So there's that too. I just I just I I, I wish I, like I could relive all of it just for the first time again. You know what I mean? Yeah. What was your favorite moment? For, I have a feeling I know what you're gonna say, but what was your favorite moment from tour? It's really hard to choose. 
I know everyone's going to think I'm going to say one thing, which this is a very obvious thing. Obviously, that's very that's very up there in my list, which I'll get to that. But I mean, obviously, Harry Ween in general was just a experience of a lifetime. And that's something I can't even like hardly put into words because during quarantine, which I know you've seen this, you watched it. I, like, that's how we, like, we started to be, like, we followed each other during that time. And, like, but Harry TikTok became huge. And I met so many people. Hallie, Madeline, um, just, just so many people I met on TikTok. And they all lived Texas, California, uh, New York, like, different, different, I'd never, there was no way I was going to meet all these people ever. And they all were at Harry Ween. So I got to meet people I've known for years and years and years. And we were all in the same room, in the same dance floor for the same thing. And it was the coolest experience of my life getting to meet that. And also meeting a lot of my followers too. Because like I'd be sitting there in the pit and people would be like, hey, I follow you on Instagram. Or hey, I read your book. You're like this and the other. And I got to meet so many people. I became friends with a lot of people that way actually. Um, which is really, really cool. And that experience just as a whole, getting to meet people was one of the highlights of it. And then obviously Harry Styles remembering me has to be the moment of a lifetime because not everyone can say that Harry Styles remembered them at their show, but he remembered me. So I tell everybody about that too. I literally, if I have a chance to tell the story, I will tell the story. Like, you know what I mean? It's the thing. It's the thing I have to. I had I had three interactions at my shows. So the first show that I went to, for those of you that don't know, I went to Nashville night two. I live in Atlanta. So I went to Nashville night two. I went to Atlanta night one and two because I live in Atlanta. So those are my three lane one shows. And then I flew to New York and went to Harry Ween night one and two. Um, so in the Nashville show, we were in the watermelon pit and we were laying one and we were sitting there, me and Alicia, we were dancing the whole night. And my friend I went with was Alicia. Um, she runs the fan account, Cowgirl Harry, if you guys know her. Shout out Alicia. But um, I was doing this little dance and this video is like famous. Everyone literally posts this video all the time, but I was doing this dance and it was like this little thing. And he comes over and you can see the video that I have. He like looks straight at me and then he starts doing the dance. And I was like, Harry Styles just made fun of my dance anyways. So that happened. And then Atlanta night one to like preface this Atlanta night one happened and I had these sunglasses and I didn't want to throw things at him because I saw these videos of people throwing things at him and him getting hit. And it made me feel so bad. So I was like, if I hit Harry Styles with my sunglasses, I would cry. So I'm not going to throw them at him. But he was walking past during Canyon Moon and he like I was holding them in my hand and he waved me to throw them at him. And I like didn't, I don't know what, how I registered it in my head that Harry Styles was looking at me and telling me to throw something at him. But obviously when Harry Styles says jump, you say how, how high. So I threw them, obviously. He puts them on, he's dancing, whatever. And then he throws them back. And that was in Cherry Pit. We were in Cherry Pit, whatever. And then the next night, um, me and Alicia went to the exact same spot that we were in before in Cherry Pit. We wanted to be in the same spot because we loved where we were. It was just a great experience. So we wanted to be there again. So we go there again. And during the exact same song, the exact same lines, Harry comes over and the whole night he kind of like, you could tell here, he kind of like recognized us in the pit because he kept coming over and like interacting with us kind of. It was, but she's a very interactive person in general, but he came back over during that song and I had the glasses again. And you can see just the look of like, remember, like realization in his head that he was like, I remember you because he points at me and he smiles and then he kind of shrugs and asks me to throw the glasses again. So I threw them again and he wore them again and then he threw them back at me and he broke them and it's fine. But, you know, it's fine. It's OK. Harry Styles broke my sunglasses. I still have them. They are broken. They probably still have his fingerprint on there somewhere because I literally haven't touched them. DNIing them. Like they went to New York with me, too, because the. The, the time jump between Atlanta night two and Harry Ween was one day. It was October 29th was Atlanta or 28th was Atlanta night two. The 29th was the day we flew out. And then the 30th was, you know, Harry Ween night one. Yeah. So we, I didn't have, I didn't go home, you know, in that time I stayed in Atlanta. So I had to like bring them with me and I like wrapped them up like a million times. I was like, nothing will touch these glasses. These glasses need to stay safe. No one can touch them. No one can see them. Like it was like a whole thing. So locking them in the hotel safe, like just in case. Literally, literally. (laughs) What was your favorite outfit that you wore? First of all, 
my favorite outfit that I wore has to be, I mean, I, I, I want to say, uh, I want to say Harry Ween night one because I felt really good in that costume and everyone loved it. But also Atlanta night two, it was like, I wore this black dress. I had thrifted. I thrifted most of my outfits that I wore, but I thrifted this dress. It was originally from Fashion Nova and it was completely like see-through, but it had these tassels on it. And I wore this like sparkly get up underneath it and these sparkly heels and sparkly tights. And I felt on top of the world that night. I loved my outfit. I have never put the dress back on because I'm afraid to, but I, it was my favorite. It was my favorite forever. <laughs> um, and then what was, what's your favorite of Harry's from tour? So everyone and their mother has different opinions on this, but I will not take any slander on Harry or um, on, on Nashville night two. Nashville night two. I got to, that was the first time I saw Harry, of course. Man, I always get, is that, that's the silk the, the white the white yeah. like creamy yep yeah. um the vest yeah that one it was magical seeing that in person I would like to say and also of course that was the first time I saw Harry so it's special but either way like every tour outfit I saw after that there were some that, that were very close but that one was just beautiful I got to see his tattoos in person I got it was just the best experience of my life it was just it it was perfect it, that's yeah. my favorite I'm like, I'm so glad that I got the black sequin for... That was my favorite. That was my favorite LA outfit. And that's an unpopular opinion. Everybody loves the green I, one, but I loved the black. See, no, I'm so glad I didn't see the green one. And I got the other two because I got vest, bare, like for one night, which is right. great. And then I also got sequins and I was just like, yes. Like, I'm perfect. Sequins, like, yes, yes, yes. But as well, I'm so like I'm really excited because one of my friends is actually making my Glasgow outfit. Oh my for goodness! Tour. Exciting. Um, but everyone keeps asking me now, like about like what are you wearing, and I'm like, hey, hey, I'm not telling you because I kind of like everyone already knows a lot of my outfits from sharing videos, and I'm like, right. I don't want to like be like you guys all know my outfits now, so I'm like, this right. one I'm keeping like. Yeah, I kept all of my outfits a secret. Like, no one knew. Not like that. It's not like a topic of a deal, but I didn't show anybody my outfits. I had like hints, kind of, if that makes sense. Because, like, you know, obviously, I mean, I I had to do a cherry style outfit. You know, like I had like certain hints to mine. But it's it's the fun of like, especially because like you have a following. I have I have a following. Like that kind of thing. Like people get excited to see your outfits, almost like they get excited to see Harry's and it's really exciting. Like it's, it's very, it's a very good experience. So yeah. I completely respect your decision. I get asked this quite a lot. Um, have you got any advice for someone that's going to Love on Tour this year? See, I get asked this all the time because I go to not, obviously I went to a lot of Harry shows, but like if you follow me on social media at all, you know that I am like, that's my like hobby. Mm-hmm. That's my job basically. Not really, but like I love going to concerts. That is what I work for. The biggest thing that I can say, especially about Harry, because I know you guys are seeing all of these outfits and you're seeing people in everything from, you know, like these crazy feathers and heels and tights and whatever. My biggest piece of advice is dress how you dress comfortably, dress what makes you feel comfortable. Because for me, for example, I was comfortable in heels. I've always felt comfortable wearing heels. I've never had a problem with it dresses I that's that's what makes me feel the best that is what makes me feel the most comfortable some people there were literally girls behind me at both of my shows wearing love on tour t-shirts and shorts and that was it and they looked adorable and they had fun and they were comfortable there were people wearing kind of in between where they were wearing pants with sneakers like there was one show that I did that I wore like my cherry tennis shoes and like really cute pants and a really cute shirt just wear what makes you feel the most comfortable it doesn't matter what that is it doesn't matter how you think you should dress. There is no dress code. You wear what you want. It is, it is not, it is not anything more or deeper than that. Wear what makes you feel best. I've never experienced this with any concert that I've ever been to in my life, other than going to other than going to like festivals here in the UK. Right. In like, right, I need to like like sort out my outfit and stuff like that for that. Right. I've never like had so much people being like what do I wear? Like, can you share some outfit? Like, no, info? for sure. And I'm like, sure. just like, like I even I say it all the time. I was like, I can only show you what I would wear and feel comfortable wearing to go right like, to go for that. 
because exactly I, I will for every concert that I go to see what the kind of like vibe of the album is normally or, that's what I do is dress for the yeah, vibe of the album and kind 100%. of like do that so like when I went to see five sauce the other week where they've gone like with the gradient kind of like coloring on the album I thought okay let's go right. a tie-dye meshy top something like that and just and then I just exactly jeans and dms like that's literally the same thing like that's what I've always kind of done my wife with my aspect but I also had this theory that like since COVID and people couldn't leave their houses and everyone was online shopping and doing all of this and like no one could go to concerts concerts are like an experience and and more of an extravagance now than they were before because like I had obviously gone to a lot of concerts before that but like it was always a thing where I'd pick my outfit out the day of and like just not really worry about it and just go but now like everything and this is I don't know if this is just a me thing maybe this is how I see it but like I always, always, always like will plan my outfit now before a concert and everybody does it. And I love it. Cause like people are like, what are you wearing to the sour tour? What are you wearing to five sauce? Like, what are you wearing to this? Yeah. That's really the biggest advice that I can give those dress, how you feel comfortable dress, whatever you feel like is the best. And also one thing I will say, I know that a lot of people get very nervous before concerts. If you're going to be in the pit, please eat something before, no matter how nervous you get. Um, I have too many people have passed out in the pit that I know of. Um, I never have, even if it's something small, even if you have to wait until you get there and you have to go get something from the concessions and come back, eat something, drink water and bring a portable charger. Those are always my thing. Always. Are like my three top ones. We're going to like move on now to another. Do a little segue. Like another little area. Obviously it kind of ties in nicely, but you are still writing fan fiction. Yes, I am. Predominantly Harry Styles fan fiction. Correct. Um, Cherry, uh, when I looked just before I came on, so I looked at what I'd wrote in the episode description from when we last spoke to see how many reads that was on then and see, obviously, now how many reads on. So when we last spoke, it was on 8 million reads. Wow, that is insane. And now it's on, like, 13.2. That is crazy. So almost, like, double in a year year and a half. (laughs) That's insane. I didn't realize that it only had, I say only, that it had 8 million reads then. That's insane. Um, Wow. Obviously, you've kind of like delved into like a lot more different writing. You said at the beginning that you're going to school now um, to study. Is it creative writing that you're studying? Journalism and media with a minor in professional writing, which is basically creative writing. Um, Do you now see any difference in a way that like fan fiction is viewed like overall? I mean, I think fan fiction's always had a stigma around it that it's something like you get like kidnapped by One Direction and that's like what fan fiction is. And that's like not like (laughs) what fan fiction is anymore. I mean, really the fan, like fan fiction in general, at least for me, it's more so about like I face cast people because it's like in the story I'm writing right now, like obviously his name is Harry Styles and it's his face, but like his birthday is in like July and his mom is not and it's like like it's like he's literally it's just his face like so that's what I feel like a lot of people don't realize um about fan fiction is that it's not all like Harry Styles kidnapped me or he's like this alpha male like bully horrible person like that's not really what it all is there's definitely some of that out there if you really look but that's not what it all is you know what I mean I don't know but I've had a few stories in and outside of the fandom kind of blow up I guess and not even like necessarily like my stories but like obviously there's certain ones like like duplicity for example that like got so much recognition that even like what was it capital fm was like talking about it and i was yeah. like wow like this is crazy like we're the fan fictions because i feel like it's always been kind of like a secret quote unquote secret community of people and now it's like getting put on mainstream like some news and i'm like oh goodness i don't know how i should feel about this you know what i mean yeah for a lot of people they do it in secret and when right. they see stuff like that, they're like, oh, my God, like, if this, like, takes off, my secret could be, like, revealed. But obviously it's, like, you've found a passion that you now want to continue and hopefully make right. an actual full career out of, which is, like, um, great to see. What keeps you motivated to keep writing? Though? I guess for me, because, like, I mean, I, I don't want to be like the person that's like, this has always been something I've loved, but like I've loved reading my whole life, not just fan fictions, but like everything um, in general. So like escaping into another reality and getting to live in other characters is amazing. But as a reader, I've always been like, 
I really want to write, I want to write the ending to this. I don't want to have, I don't want it to end this way. I want to be the one to do this. So now I can, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me is when I'm writing, if I am not in love with my characters, no matter what, and like obsessed with the storyline, then I won't have motivation. It's, it's finding a storyline and a character plot and like people that you just love even if you can't fully relate to them that's the thing that keeps me the most the most the most um what's it called like like I guess motivated in general just to keep writing the best part to me is always like the readers and I think that's one thing that's going to be hard for me when I am segueing it already is but like writing something that I don't get an immediate response to because when I write fan fiction I write a chapter and I post it and I get comments and likes and people are DMing me about it and stuff like that and I'm not going to get that when I'm writing an actual you know book you're gonna, that I get to you're gonna have to wait yeah I have to write it all and then I just have to put it out and then I have to wait you know what I mean I don't get to see everyone's comments and concerns and whatever so like the best part for me right now is I do love reading comments even though sometimes I don't love the what they say I love reading the comments and I love getting feedback from people and I love the dms that I get if you are here and you always contemplate if you should dm me dm me about my fan fictions I will reply I love hearing your theories I love fangirling with you guys about it because I I fangirl over my own stories I love I love it I love my characters so much like think of the love you have for something and imagine the person that created it like how can you not you know what I mean it's like, I just, I love it. Like when people are reading Cherry and DMing me for the first time, even though I wrote Cherry how two years ago, something like that, which is crazy to think of, but like people still DM me every day about it. And it makes me so happy. And that is the best part for me. 100%. What's, you've kind of like kind of touched on it then, but what is the hardest part of dealing with writing? I wouldn't say, let's just, we'll stick to fan fiction and stuff. Cause I'm assuming like, obviously you said like the hardest part in the moment for like segueing is not getting the right straight away but with fan fiction what do you is the hardest part I guess it's judgment from not from like outsiders looking in because I could care less if you don't understand fan fiction you don't have to I don't care like that doesn't bother me it's more so like judgment from readers TikTok is a great place but TikTok is also a horrible place because I have seen people and like I am all for receiving criticism I love hearing what you have to say in the sense of what could make me better but I have seen TikToks that are just blatantly like "Mm, hated this story it was trash it was disgusting and I'm like um why and they're like I just didn't like it I'm like okay that doesn't that's not okay like that hurts my feelings and that was mean so like it's it's more so judgment on people that like don't actually give me criticism they're just out outright rude if that makes sense and I hate having to deal with that and I know I'm always going to have to deal with that but like I just see it so many times people are like oh, I thought this story was boring and I'm like what like why are you being so mean um it's a like growth process I would say like, right in regards to being like okay I get it but just maybe keep it to yourself and then we'll just move on like well like it, people don't realize either like even if you don't like love something like for example like people that are like hmm like it's not completely on the same topic but like people are like yeah I hate the name Harry's house I think it's stupid for Harry's album and I'm like but what you're not, you do realize that he just spent months and months, if not years, putting his hard work, blood, sweat, and tears into this album. So, like, why don't you just, like, kind of try to appreciate it? And if you don't like it, you don't have to. But, like, maybe don't be mean about it. Like, I don't know. That's just my thought. Yeah. Like, what would be some tips for someone who is wanting to pluck up the courage to maybe start writing fan fiction? I think the biggest piece of advice I have is to always keep a piece of you and what you're writing because that's the thing like I no matter who my characters are I will always relate to them um every character in my story not just one or the other even like the bad people that we don't like there has to be a reason for everything and for you to be able to relate to that reason is very easy and I think that's something that everyone should do in their writing Um, it's always going to be easy to write when you understand and connect with and love your characters, like I said before. So like, if you can see pieces of you and what you're writing, it's going to be very easy to continue on that story. It's easy to motivate yourself. Obviously, you know, you don't want your your character to be exactly like you. That's kind of, you don't want that. But you know what I mean? Like in a sense where it's like, it's so, you, you want your characters to be relatable and human. And it's so much easier to write when you make them that way and you make them relate to everybody. You know what I mean? 
So that's a big piece of advice. The day that we're recording this is two days before Coachella. Right. So this is coming out next week. Right. So I want your Coachella predictions. What do we think he's going to be wearing? I, tits out. Um, I don't know if I can say that, but I'm going to say it. Um, Harry Styles will have his chest out and I already know that. It's hot Coachella Valley. If he can wear his chest out in a tiny small arena in the middle of October when it's freezing, he can wear no clothes. That's what I want. I want a chest out. I want tattoos showing. I want sparkly glittery body. That's what I want. And I think it's going to happen. He is going to have that out. Chest and arms will happen. Um, I know he's going to sing as it was. Like, I'm very sure of that. I don't think I can eat my words in a week, but I don't think he's going to sing a new song. Everyone thinks he might debut a new song. I don't think he will. Um, I've said, wouldn't but, you, it'd be a kicker for all the people going for weekend one and a new song comes out next week. Yeah. That would be that would be a little that would be a little sad. I I don't think he will. I don't think he will. I think he might drop it after. What are you most excited about for with this new era? I never really know. Obviously, I'm very excited to see like what he wears on tour and stuff because we have word from Harry Lambert that he will no longer be wearing suspenders. So um, I want I'm excited to see that. But I, I mean, I never know. And like what I'm most excited for, just because like I've been here just like you for every music drop from One Direction up until his solo career start. I have been here for everything and everything is always so different and so chaotic. So I've learned from the start. It's always so funny and so cute to me getting to see the new like the newer fangirls like (laughs) panic. Like it's the sheer panic that sets in. And I love it because I never really do that anymore like I do but like I don't do it the way that extent like anymore just because I know as well like yes each, each album it's got worse and I'm getting panicked and I'm like why are you getting panicked like like I've literally done this time. my whole life like obviously like I said at the beginning you kind of like delved into some other areas of stuff so right, it would right. be nice to kind of like end it for you letting other people letting other people to let the people listening know some other like things because I know there's some other like TV slash books slash films that you're like being to as well yes very much so stuff so what are they I've really really gotten into Taylor Swift lately I love Taylor Swift which everyone kind of is a Taylor Swift fan um Paramore and Haley Williams you've heard me talk about them Haley Williams a lot of people don't know that she is the lead singer Paramore she has her own solo music and it is very very good you should all go listen to that um an artist that if you follow my instagram you already know about lizzie mcalpine i am obsessed with her i went and saw her i met her she is the sweetest person she's amazing i love billy eilish i love sabrina carpenter i love ben platt um they're little mix nothing but thieves i'm just very into a lot of different bands right now um and i think there's just a world of music out there laura elliott i love her too she's super sweet and small artists that like just deserve so much recognition. And as for like shows and movies and stuff, obviously everybody knows I'm a big Marvel person and I have been. And now that Harry's like a part of Marvel too, that's just like so much better and it's going to be amazing. But I love Marvel. I love Star Wars. I love Harry Potter. I'm a huge Disney adult. Everybody knows I'm a Disney adult. It's a problem. And shows, I have been really, really into Marvelous Miss Maisel. If you don't like, if you've never watched that show, you have to watch it. I'm, I'm into a lot of darker shows, though, like Handmaid's Tale and Game of Thrones and things like that, which a lot of people don't expect. But I do love those types of shows. I'm always open to watching anything, though. Books. Everybody knows I'm obsessed with Shatter Me. You guys already know this. I literally have a tattoo for it. Um, but I'm getting a tattoo soon for the Blood and Ash series. Obsessed. Obsessed. I can't even say obsessed enough. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. I love it so much. And Colleen Hoover, love her too. She's amazing. So she's also very inspiring to me. I literally feel like I adopted her writing style partially, like when I was younger, because I read her books from a very young age on. So there's that. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To round everything off, the last three questions are always the same on every episode. So the first one is what has being a fangirl? Since we last spoke, taught you. Being a fangirl has, I guess, taught me that what makes me happy to always just do what, what makes me happy, I guess. I Because that's, that's really what being a fangirl is, is just doing what makes you happy. 
because you're always going to be happier if you're surrounding yourself by who and what you love. And that's just the truth of it because, I mean, if I'm surrounding myself by Harry Styles fans constantly and I'm constantly going to concerts and meeting people and on social media and just that whole aspect, like I'm always going to feel some sense of like home in a way. It's not always embrace what you love because clever pun there from you it's it's who you are exactly home you know (laughs) and what has being a fangirl brought to your life um all of my friends basically which everyone knows that but it's brought me friends and a family in a weird way like just all the people that I love in my life like most of them are from being a fangirl or have brought me closer to them because I'm a fangirl it's really like there's so much more love than I can explain inside of a fandom. It's really hard to hard to even put into words, but it's brought me a lot of creativity, of course, shown me a lot of passions and avenues that I didn't know I had. Um, it's given me a lot of um, fashion advice, being a fangirl has, and it's given me a voice and a platform too, which is really awesome and something I never thought would come about from being a fangirl, but here we are. That's one of the things that I find the weirdest thing about it. Like when I start thinking about I've got this many people following me and asking me for advice because I primarily talk about Harry Styles every it's day. It's so odd it's, it's like strange, it's the coolest thing. But it's so strange to like be like, what, like I kind of like sometimes like money from this. Like how is this, how does this all like line up and be That's like- some, um, one of the weirdest questions I like the hardest questions I get asked to when people follow me on Instagram that I'm friends with like coworkers or whatever and they follow me and they're like, why do you have so many followers? And I'm like, Harry Styles. And they're like, what do you, what do you mean? And I'm like, literally like all I post about is is Harry Styles. So um, that really is why I have so many followers and they don't get it. Like people don't get it. It's like such a weird conversation to have, but it's there. So the final question is um, if anybody listening, um, I didn't follow you before, where can they find you online? You guys can find me on my Instagram, which is at Emma Cantrell with three L's. And then uh, TikTok, of course, I post a lot of content on there um, about, you know, uh, Harry Styles and whatever and fun stuff, alpha videos, that kind of stuff. And that's Emma K. Cantrell at Emma K. Cantrell. And through my Instagram, you can find I have um, my Wattpad linked on there. And I have some other Instagram accounts that show some of my other favorite things like my reading and my books that I like and stuff like that. So but if you ever want updates on my writing and all that kind of stuff, my main Instagram is where you'll find all of that. So, yeah. Um, Well, thank you for taking your afternoon out to chat to me again. Yes. Thank you for having me again. We'll be back maybe for season three. We can start again, you know. Once again, a big thank you to Emma for joining me on this week's episode and thank you for listening. As always, links are in the description, but if you are wanting some more fangirl content till the next episode, check out our website, thatfangirllife.com and join me next time when we'll finally be talking all about Taylor Swift and her Easter eggs with Hannah, also known as Swift Talk Detective on TikTok. Bye! Thank you.